Let's do this. Let's open our Bibles together. Um, I want us to talk kind of candidly about this question that these well-meaning people bring to Jesus, okay? So does anyone remember, while I'm getting to my place, does anyone remember what we read last week, if you're here? There's two different stories tied in together. Yes. It was about Matthew the tax collector, like the enemy of the Jewish people, gets kind of called by Jesus, and then Jesus goes to a party where they all are and has just a grand old time, right? Um, and we, we kind of had a juxtaposition between this man who's, paraly- uh, who's a paralytic, his friends bring him to Jesus, Jesus sees their faith, right? Either his buddies or his buddies mixed with this guy, heals the guy, and then Jesus, though, goes to Matthew. Like, so everyone was fine with the paralytic being healed, but Matthew being healed, distasteful to them because he was the enemy, right? So then Jesus goes, tries to knock down that barrier, and then in the midst of that, we have this incredibly intriguing question to me. To me, it's so intriguing because I remember asking it, okay? Here's, that's part of it. And I know now I get it asked of me often, not the exact question, kind of the meaning of the question, and, and I love it. And so I want us to read it, and I want us to just talk openly about it, um, but it's in verse 14, in chapter 9, sorry, Matthew 9 is where we are, Matthew 9, verse 14, and it says this, actually I'm going to go back to verse 12, but when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, go and learn what this means, I desire mercy not sacrifice, for I came to call not the righteous, but to call sinners. And then the disciples of John came to him, saying, wait, who are the disciples of John? What does that mean? You know who those people are? The disciples of John. John who? What's his last name? What? John the Baptist. Yeah, it's like first, middle, and last right there. So John the Baptist, um, I love it. John the Baptist has his own disciples, right? He's teaching. He's baptizing, right? What is John the Baptist baptizing for? Do we remember? It's okay if you don't. Say it again. Repentance, the forgiveness of sins and repentance, which is not new necessarily, except he's asking everyone to do it, not just bad people, (laughs) okay? And I say bad people, surely it's this kind of bad people, right? Normal people. It's not, he's saying, no, 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 Pharisees, you need to come get baptized. Yes, healthy, normal mother, it's for you. Come get baptized. It's not just the prostitute or the Gentile becoming a proselyte. It's not, it's not that, it's everyone. And so John is doing a wonderful thing. John's disciples, lovely people, <laughs> okay? They are also proclaiming this message. Just as Jesus' disciples are proclaiming the kingdom of heaven at hand, right? Because that's his crux of a message, right? That's his number one kind of spill that he leads with. John the Baptist is, hey, come get baptized, but of repentance, not just a religious symbol, not just a thing. Let's, let's, let's do this for repentance. And so his disciples are teaching the same. So it needs to be said right now, the disciples are wonderful. Yes, they're people, but they're wonderful people doing what they think is lovely for the world, lovely for God, even lovely for this like new era of something. 
coming, right? But this is the question they ask him. Then the disciples of John came to him, him is Jesus, saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? I love this question. Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but you and your disciples, they don't fast? What is this question doing? Let's kind of unpack the question. When you first hear it, what does it make you think they're asking? I mean, obviously they're asking, why don't you fast? But what else? Right? What part of it isn't fair? Right. We, we have to do this. Is it fun? Is it probably fun for them to fast? No. I haven't heard anyone be like, this is a time of my life. It was great. <laughs> we had a grand old time. Everyone was just eating cake. I didn't. It was excellent, you know. Everyone was just going to the pub together. I've sworn it off. It was awesome. It's fun. You know, no, one, no, one, no one's like, ah, fasting is killer. It's my favorite. In fact, what did Jesus say people of that day did when they fasted? You remember? It's like three chapters ago. What did they do when they fasted? Oh, they would mope. Oh, woe is me. Right? They'd, they'd let you know they're fasting. They'd put on clothes that were old and sad, you know? They'd put on their, like, you know, not make themselves look as good outfit, you know? They would downcast their face. They'd be like, oh, you're eating lunch? Good for you. Wish, wish I could join you, but you know why I can't? Because I'm fasting. Real righteous. Sorry. So that's part of it. It's not fun to fast. And, like, this doesn't seem fair. We have to do this thing Yet these guys don't have to do a thing. That's not fair. What else? What else is in that question? How else is it loaded? <clears throat> right. You're not having them do right. That's another one. That's part of it. You know? I mean, I mean I'm not going to give specifics about the school pickup line last year when I was in the school pickup line, but it, I did not have my finest moments in the school pickup line every time. You have to deal with a bunch of other parents getting their kids at the same time. It's awesome, lovely fun, right? Everyone's so chatty. I didn't feel like being chatty in the school pickup line with my mask on, but it was nice. But all the time you hear little parenting bites and quips. Oh, cool, my kid is just frustrated and tired of wearing their mask, but yours doesn't seem frustrated and tired of it because it isn't on their face, right? <laughs> Same kind of question. That's the question. Why aren't they doing right? John's disciples are going through this endeavor of fasting. They're doing it religiously. They're doing it to the letter of the law. They're doing what they are supposed to be doing. Jesus' people aren't. And they say, why are you not holding them accountable? They need to do better. Look at them, right? The Pharisees say something similar later to Jesus, right? They're like, look, we go through this whole big thing, washing our hands before the meal. Your guys just eat. What's going on here? You, you, they, just, they just don't wash, right? They just do once. They're not using the right sanitizer. I mean, I don't know. But it's, that's part of it too, right? What else? There's one other thing that I think is important here that I... I love that I really think they're asking. 
because of Jesus' answer. But what else could they be saying? I think both of those are exactly right. It's two of the three. What else? Right. Can I stop? Right? Do I have to do this? Your, your disciples aren't doing it. Does that mean I can quit doing it as well? I love the liberty you're giving your people, Jesus. That sounds awesome. Let's give me a message. I'll go talk to John. We'll cut this business out too. This is, this is ridiculous. I don't enjoy it. I am so hangry. Every time, let's just quit together, right? I think that's part of it. I think it is, this is not right and fair that you, your disciples get to live this way, we don't, or we are having to live this way, yours aren't. I think they're telling him, your disciples also should be doing this, right? Like, aren't they wrong? Shouldn't you chastise them? Shouldn't you hold them accountable? And I think also, deep down, they're asking, do we have to continue then? Can we just cut it out? Yeah, that sounds awesome, right? And here's Jesus' answer to this question. (laughs) And I love it. Yeah, I'll just read it. And Jesus says to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the for the patch tears away from the garment, and then a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins, for if it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed, but no, new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both can be preserved. What kind of answer is this? People come with just a very straightforward question. Why aren't you guys fasting? We do it. The Pharisees even do it. We don't even like them. Jesus says, let me tell you a story, right? And here's, here's what's beautiful about this. <clears throat> Jesus doesn't directly tell them what to do, right? Does he say, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, it's unfair. You're right, that stinks. Let's come together, let's hold a council, let's decide once and for all what's right to do in every situation that could possibly be. Or let's just sort the situations to figure out what right is, right? That's been done. They had counsel and counsel and counsel for this. That's why there was a rule of how far you could walk on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, nope, we're not doing that. I'm not going to answer any part of that. He wasn't going to talk about how much mud you can make or if you can save your donkey out of a well if it falls in. Or if you can discipline your child on the Sabbath because it's sort of like work. And obviously, someone had to cook on the Sabbath, but we didn't talk about that either, right? We didn't want to do that. Can't, can't address that one. Jesus doesn't do that. It's been done. It's wearing everyone out. This, this is the rule for once and for all, was making them tired. It was putting burdens on their back. And so he didn't answer that way. And then the other option of, you know, they're asking, hey, can you just hold them accountable? Can you, can you make them do a thing? Make them be more righteous. Jesus doesn't answer that directly either. Jesus doesn't answer and say, you know what? You're right. We'll ease them in there. We'll start it slow. 
let's start like, you know, every other Tuesday, a lunch. That'll be, that's how we do this. Then they'll get used to it. Their bodies will be ready. They'll be great fasters in like a year. It's going to be awesome. He didn't do that either. Just didn't say either. You know what? No, they are doing exactly right. You're not fasting anymore, right? There wasn't that. And then that third one, this idea of them saying, can we quit this too? Jesus doesn't say they can. And that's incredibly important as well. It's just because Jesus didn't make his disciples do this, just because he gave them the liberty of not, didn't mean that someone else could forego it because they knew deep down that it was right for them to do. What does Jesus say? Jesus doesn't give, he doesn't spell out the mechanism for how fasting works. Instead, Jesus talks about motivation. And this is what he says. Jesus says, can the wedding guests mourn while the bridegroom is with them? No, you celebrate. You celebrate at the wedding. You don't mourn. The bridegroom's there. There's about to be a wedding. It's going to be awesome. You celebrate, right? You drink, you dance. You're loud. I'm loud. I'm loud at weddings very much. They're great fun right? It's lovely in every way. And then he says another one, but the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away, then they will fast. This idea of describing there's going to be time to mourn, that in fact fasting is because you miss someone. Fasting is because someone's not here and you want them to be here. Motivation. It's not a religious duty so that other people see you. It's not a religious duty so that you can cross it off a list. In fact, Jesus says it's because you missed the bridegroom. And what does Jesus describe himself as throughout Scripture? Is this bridegroom. It's because you miss me. And, and, not, and I want to say this. Not this idea necessarily that oh, I wish Jesus would come back right now. If you think that good for you, for real. And I don't mean that, sarcastic, that sounded incredibly sarcastic. Good for you. That's not what I mean. I mean really Good for you. I cannot conjure that up in me. I just can't. Tried, I've hoped for it. It won't come out. But you know what I can miss? I can miss the like, kingdom of heaven that Jesus brought and entertained and enjoyed. I do want that. I want to be able to love my kids that way, for sure. And I miss the like, grace that Jesus gives me that I'm supposed to give to the rest of the world because I need to and I can't always, so I miss him. I miss this part of Jesus that's supposed to help me give grace to everyone, desperately, like uh, recklessly. And I know I need it. I know I miss it. It's not a part of me, always. I miss the idea that when Jesus was around, you felt just loved intensely and you had a good time. Jesus goes to the party and everyone loves him. People come in and, and spend a year's worth of perfume just on his feet so he smells good for a little minute. They just enjoyed his company. I, I do miss, if I'm honest, just this idea that I am enjoyed by God very much, so I can fast for that. And Jesus says, there's a time when your motivation just needs to switch. Instead of crossing something off the list, why don't you fast because you miss me? You know, you want things to be made right. Fast for that. And he keeps going. 
He says, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put in old wineskins, for if the skins burst, and the wine is spilled out, and then the skins are destroyed as well. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, so that both are preserved. It's this idea of leaving this old motivation behind, right? It's like, let's embark on a new reason. Let's embark on a new kingdom, right? Let's, let's stop this, I must fast at this time, every time, the right way, even if I'm sick, so that I have to cancel in front of people and be seen and be known as righteous. That was the old way. And Jesus says, look, I'm not having them fast now because if they fast, their entire self is going to be mixed up in their motivation. And then they're going to, they're going to you know, be confused about why they're fasting. They're going to walk around sad when I want them to dance. They're going to walk around wishing they could eat and when someone offers them bread out of the kindness of their heart, they'll say no thank you instead of saying thank you. You're blessed. Thank you for blessing me. Let's eat this together. Break the fast for a good reason. Right? They're going to miss it. He said, it's going to be new wine in an old skin. This new reason won't work because they haven't been transformed in this shit, and they just can't do it. They can't, they're not going to be able to figure it out. So no, they're not going to fast now. We'll wait. He said, we'll wait. And then they might actually understand fasting, like Isaiah 58 says, right? We read this often, I hope. We better read this so often. But Isaiah says, is this not the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with hungry people, to bring the homeless poor people into your own house? When you see someone naked, cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Maybe Jesus wants us to fast like that. Maybe that's a new wineskin for new wine. Sad that that's the new wineskin when that was the intention the entire time. But maybe for us, we don't listen to why do you not abstain from this or why do you do this? And maybe we look at other people and we say, oh man, why can't I do that or do this? this is, Jesus is not saying stop, start, or continue, any of it. Jesus is just changing the motivation. How many songs we sing, how we sing them, who chooses them, what instrument is played. It, it matters to you too because I like you. It doesn't matter. The motivation matters. The reason for the singing matters right? How we do. Kids, what you drink at dinner, how you raise your kids, how you do these things. We want a list. We want to just check it off because it's easier. We want to know how much money we're supposed to make. How much is too much? How much is too little? Can I just make the middle, God? So I don't have to or I can, how much to give away? Just tell me the exact amount so I can just do it. God says, no, no, no. The motivation's already wrong. I'm just going to put new wine in an old wineskin. It's going to burst. You'll never be satisfied with your giving. 
There's a list of things we could put on there. But I think the important thing remains, why do you do what you do? Why do you pray with your kids at bed or don't? Why do you want to be in a different house? Why do you want to be in a different town? Why do you want to anything? Do you want to sing, be here, not be here? Think you have to be here every week? Think you can miss some? What's, what's the deal? What's, what's the motivation of any of it? Because the motivation is to be a part of the kingdom of heaven at hand, to miss Jesus, and to be a, to, or not to miss them, but to be a part of Jesus because you miss him? That's, Jesus says, that seems appropriate. And that's what we're looking for. And so I want us to, to Holly's going to come and lead communion, um, and uh, we're going to come sing a few more songs. But what I want us to do is I just want us to do this. I want us to stand together. Now-ish. Let's stand together now. Yeah, sorry. Or don't. I, yeah, you know what? You don't have to stand, right? Isn't that what we just said? You don't have to if you don't feel like it. What's your motivation? Because that green-shirted dude said to stand, so I got to. That's not what I mean, but... <laughs> That's about like something we would all do. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Your motivation is, I said. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> let's do this. If you feel comfortable, whatever posture you want to be in, so standing, your hand up, your hand on yourself, your heart, your hands out, sitting down, whatever it ends up being for you, to just ask, God, I don't want to ask, do I have to anymore? But in fact, why should I want to? And can we just change the question real quick? And just ask while I pray for you, and then Holly's going to come lead communion, okay? So God, I want the right want, is the truth. I want the right motivation. I don't want to pretend I have liberties that I don't, I don't want to forego things that are good for me and righteous just because they're old or because I feel like I did them wrongly when I was young and so I don't want to put new wine in old wine skin. You know, I don't, I don't want to get out of anything. I just want to miss you. And I'd ask that you would bless us with a longing for you, a missing of you, so that we really might be people who give clothes to those who don't have any, who give our own bread to the hungry, who actually look out for each other and not forget our own flesh. We might just be people who repair the breach and restore the streets. So I pray that you would give me that want that you would give us that want. And let that be what drives our actions, what, what drives our religious activity, what, what drives our coming and going from here, what drives our singing voice, what drives our, our helping hands, all of it. In Jesus' name.